Hello, and thanks for joining us for the Education Doctor Radio Show. I'm your host, Dr. Pamela Ellis. The Education Doctor Radio Show is your family source for educational excellence. Our program is brought to you by Compass Education Strategies, where I'm the principal consultant, and our mantra is Access, Thrive, Graduate. You can learn more about our firm at CompassEducationStrategies.com. Thanks so much to everyone who is listening to the podcast of this program. We appreciate you taking interest in the information that we bring to families around the globe. For future show updates and ongoing relevant education news, please join our Facebook community by searching for The Education Doctor, then clicking like. You can find us on Twitter at The Education Doc. We are also on Foursquare, where you can see our tips to prep schools, colleges, and graduate schools around the country. Several months ago, we met with the Executive Director of Colleges That Change, changes, that change Lives. <coughs> I need some water or something right now. But <laughs> the Executive Director of Colleges That Change Lives, Marty O'Connell. The Colleges That Change Lives is an esteemed group of 40 colleges around the U.S. known for their life-changing success with students. During that interview, one of our listeners emailed a question about Antioch College. Our listener from Chicago may have asked a question based on some of the happenings at Antioch College over the past couple of years, and Antioch College, as you know, is one of those 40 colleges that change lives. Please check out that podcast to hear what Marty had to say about Antioch's membership in colleges that change lives. Well, now in 2012, just a short time since then, there's a different story streaming from the Yellow Springs, Ohio campus. And joining our show today is Cesar Mesquita, who is Antioch's Dean of Admissions. His leadership appointment was announced in the summer of 2011 after a nationwide search. Prior to this role, Cesar had served at College of Wooster, where I first met him, and he was at Doan College and University of Denver. He earned his bachelor's degree at the University of Nebraska and his master's degree from the University of Alabama. And we won't go there in this conversation, but there's been a lot of things happening out of Alabama lately. But uh, that we'll, we'll discuss at another time. We are just delighted to have him here on the show today to share all the buzz at Antioch and what's been happening over this past year. Before we start, I want to make sure that our listeners have our contact information. Our email address is radio at compasseducationstrategies.com if you'd like to submit a question at any time. Often our listeners will have questions as they're listening or even afterwards. A show like ours is sustained by our passion for education, so it feels good to hear from our listeners every now and again. So our email address is radio at Compass Education Strategies. We would love to hear from you. So after a quick break, we will return with Cesar Mesquita, Dean of Admissions at Antioch College. This is the Education Doctor Radio Show, 
brought to you by Compass Education Strategies. I am back now to talk with Cesar Mesquita, who is Dean of Admissions at Antioch College, which is based in Yellow Springs, Ohio. Cesar, are you on the line with us? I am, Dr. Pamela. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. I was telling you right before we got started how excited I was to learn about your appointment at Antioch, and I know that this past year has been just an exciting and thrilling ride for you, huh? Absolutely. It's been an incredible uh, seven months. It's only been seven months since I arrived over here at the campus, a beautiful campus in Yellow Springs, Ohio, here in the village and uh, we are you know, moving you know, very, very quickly here leading up to this uh, May 1st decision deadline for this year's uh, senior applicants. Yeah, and the other thing, too, that I recalled after I had sent you the email asking about this interview is that you're right in the midst of your reading season, and your students will find out um, your decision mid-March, so on the 15th, right? That is correct. For students who applied with our regular decision timeline, the uh, decision date is coming up here on the 15th. Our admission committee meets Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and letters of a decision going out Thursday the 15th. Oh, wow. Wow. That is that is really exciting, really exciting. So, you know, I wanted to just start out um, because we may have some listeners who are unfamiliar with the news that was coming from Antioch prior to when you joined um, seven months ago, and I think that just hearing a little bit about that history of the campus will help them appreciate just what's happening today. And so if you can just please share with us just a little capsule about what was happening um, at Antioch College year, two years ago. Yes, Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Well, the the news uh, that coming out of Yellow Springs uh, uh, back in 2008 was was not good. Uh, was when the, the the university, which effectively managed the college, and I feel like I need to even go back a little bit prior than that. Okay. Uh, Antioch, Antioch College actually was the, the 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 starting institution in the 1850, established by a group of uh, uh, Christian abolitionists, uh, and eventually the Antioch College model changed to incorporate the very widely known cooperative education piece. This is now in the 1940s or so when they decided to incorporate learning to theory to practice where students from Antioch would go and have full-time working experiences incorporated during their learning. That model took a whole lot of interest nationally and we fast forward now to the 1960s and 70s where it grew up to several satellite campuses around the country. The folks thought, hey, let's go ahead and propagate this model nationally. So nearly 40 campuses nationwide at its peak in what was then known Antioch University. Throw in a couple of law schools in there and some graduate programs. Well, what happened was that that model became unsustainable. So a series of mismanagement issues along the way, yeah, a series of mismanagement issues along the way caused the university of the college, which is the university, which is now managing the, the entire institution, to focus more on graduate programs, adult learner programs, and degree completion programs, and mm. invest less in the 
traditional liberal arts residential college here in Yellow Springs. In 2008, oh. then, yeah, and then what happened was in 2008, the decision came from the university that they would cease operation of the college altogether. Hmm. Now you have a group of alumni who are absolutely fervently passionate about their institution, absolutely refuse to let their alma mater die. So between the year of 2008 and 2009, alumni went on a huge fundraising campaign to raise millions and millions of dollars to buy back the campus from the university. So in 2009, an exciting announcement came where Antioch College reopened its doors and with the goal of enrolling and recruiting a class for the starting term of fall 2011. So last year, we greeted our very first, our new inaugural class, again, an institution that's 162 years old, a new inaugural class of 35 students who joined Antioch College for the first time since the closure in 2008. So it's been wow. a, it was a very, very exciting time indeed. Wow. I'm glad I asked that question because I didn't know all of that. And I have to tell you a funny thing is a few years ago I was looking to go out to Yellow Springs and do a visit of Antioch College. And when I was online, I did a different email address, which I think may have been like antioch.edu, and talked with the university. And they were thinking, what are you coming out to visit for? You know, so... So that was uh, uh, a, yeah, a little that's, lesson that's in why. and of itself, but I didn't know about, you know, just some of the uh, traditions in terms of, you know, the university being established and its relationship to the college. So that's really good to hear, really good to hear. So tell us about this current freshman class. So you have 35 students there now? 35 students, and last year's uh, application season was very, very unique, as you can imagine. Here's a start. Oh, yeah. The college is starting anew. Uh, we we do not we do not yet have accreditation from the Higher Learning Commission. We're in the process of a multi-year, multi-phase accreditation process right now. So in many ways, we needed to provide an incredible experience for students with incredible incentives. So what happened was we decided to come out with this campaign, which has been now extended, and I'll talk a little bit more about that, where mm -hmm. every, admitted, every admitted student at Antioch College for the first four inaugural classes will be given a free tuition fellowship. Now, what happened last year is that these students applied from everywhere. We had students who were uh, even some adult learners, students in their late 20s. We had students from outside of Ohio, from as far away as Florida and Seattle. 35 mm -hmm. students selected Antioch College. We were made sure that we were selective in students who could do the academic work as well as a social fit with our institutional mm -hmm. values. Oh, yeah. And they, they yeah, very, very important. Uh, talking mm -hmm. about the element of fit. So these 35 students joined us and started the class anew. Six full-time faculty members and a cadre of several administrators who are helping deliver the experience for this new class. Wow. Wow. That's pretty tremendous. Now, I saw that you have a person on your staff that focuses on the New England area. Did you also get... Uh, a large number of students who apply from there or 
Are they part of your class makeup now? They absolutely are. We have students from uh, just about a little bit of everywhere there in New England. In New England, we actually, for her territory specifically, we even include New York as part mm-hmm. of her territory. So uh, we, well, we, Antioch College, because of the kind of institution that it is, it always promoted a lot of the very progressive ideas uh, mm-hmm. and values. It's a school that has traditionally done very, very well in the Northeast, has done very, very well in the Pacific Northwest, as well as San Francisco. But we've had students, places such as Miami, Florida, students from Austin, Texas, students from the Madison, Wisconsin area. Those kinds of students do find their way to gravitate towards this institution, but we strategically placed a regional director of admission in New England because, again, we uh, have done uh, very well there in the past, and we want to reestablish those relationships with, with uh, parents, students, and, uh, and, counseling, uh, and counseling colleagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I want you to talk a little bit more about FIT because that's something I'm very passionate about sharing you know, with my families, and I talk about it in terms of three key areas to which you described as, you know, the academic fit, the social fit, and the financial fit. And I think the financial fit for you is the fact that it's free for those students who are there uh, in large part. So can you talk a little bit about um, those different areas of fit for the students that are there in terms of what their experience is like. Absolutely. So, and again, those things are so incredibly intertwined. As a student and mm-hmm. his support and his or her support system, parents and mentors and, 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 and peers will be going through this process. You will be at some point talk about those three things as well as others. But those three things are going to probably rise to the very top. What oh, yeah. kind of the academic, what is the academic experience like? What is the community experience like? And what is the value that we will be associating with our resources in order to make this experience a reality for students and for, again, yeah. the, the family unit? So that is huge. So from the financial side, in many ways, it was, it was, it was relatively an, an easy call, if you will, where the college, mm-hmm. and again, this has been extended now for the next three years, uh, where the college decided to invest a significant amount of its resources to take the financial consideration out of the question, i.e., we want yeah. students to be looking at Antioch and, 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 and take the consideration of financial affordability out of it so that they know that we will be investing in you. So, mm-hmm. But each college and university out there will have different resources in order to extend to prospective students, and each student, again, with his uh, family unit, will have to be discussing about, okay, what are the expectations as far as our investment during school, after graduation, what kind of choices are we talking about when you speak of perhaps uh, an average indebtedness of $25,000 a year, which is the national average right now of graduating from a four-year institution. So Mm -hmm. families need to have that very conversation, uh, and they will be having that conversation somewhere along the way. So at Antioch, we decided to at least, you know, for for that side, we decided to move that to a second second plane and focus on the first two, which is so incredibly important. Again, Antioch, the the students over here are coming to an academic experience where they will be working with a very small student-to-faculty ratio, they will be very, very well nurtured and and cared for as far as the preparation in the classroom and a high level of expectation in a rigorous liberal arts environment. 
but in true Antioch College fashion, we will be pushing the envelope. And how we're doing it mm-hmm. this year is Antioch is delivering a, a, what we call the Global Seminars Series, where mm-hmm. we are coming from the premise that the way in which we live in the world today is unsustainable. And we right. will be prompting students and faculty members to take these five global seminar series who that are going to focus on the issues of food, water, energy, health, and governance. The idea there is to really propose that these students talk and discuss and break down misconceptions and barriers towards the towards the designing of solutions, sustainable solutions to address those five issues. Again, Antioch has always been on the progressive front, and now we decided Mm -hmm. to to fast forward our element uh, to the 21st century, and again, having these uh, cadre of students and and professionals and and, and teachers and professors to help devise the solutions. So that's on the academic side. Wow. Now, can I interrupt you with one question um, before you talk about the social piece in community? I wanted to ask, are you still doing the co-op experiences, or how does that fit now into that global seminar? Yeah, it, in fact, when I talk, I'm glad that we have a chance to talk about the third C because here at Antioch, you talk about the the, you know, the the three C's. We have the classroom, which I just mentioned a second ago. We have mm-hmm. the community, which I'll talk last. But in the middle, which kind of links both, is the co-op. Now, the cooperative education experience is is so very unique uh, because it does help link the experiences and the knowledge that you are gaining from the classroom and applying it into a true working environment. So what happens Mm -hmm. is, from a practical standpoint, what happens is that students will or are and will be alternating. So every three terms, we're on a quarter system, every three terms they will be alternating between classroom learning to then full-time, 40-hour-a-week paid work experiences. And they're going to transition from the first year where it will be a local cooperative education experience to the second and third year, which will be a national experience. So we're placing students in areas where we have a large cluster of alumni, say in Chicago, in Cincinnati, in uh, New York, in San Francisco, to name a few. And then the Mm -hmm. fourth cooperative education experience, so now in your senior year, it will be an international experience. So we are really thrusting students to go out there not only to be competent in the element of linking theory to practice, but also throw in the element of cross-cultural competencies and awareness through foreign language skills as well as through uh, cultural sensitivity skills as well. So that's the co-op, still very distinctive Antiochian, and it will continue to be part of our experience that we're delivering right now. The third yeah, piece is, is indeed, yeah, and the third piece, mm-hmm. again, is very interesting. Again, the third C is the community. Families cannot underscore the importance of the good fit of community. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you will be in the classroom with these peers. You will be having fun and living and learning together just as much outside of the classroom as you will in the classroom. In many instances, you might be sitting next to the young man or young woman that may be your lifelong partner as, after you leave mm-hmm. the university. They always talk about these college sweethearts, and I'm one of them. I married my college sweetheart, too. <laughs> so you cannot underscore that piece is what's really going to be 
bringing that whole experience alive, the enrichment yeah. of the conversations, the trips that you take, those kinds of bonds that you make over the course of the year. So as families explore what the student body is like, what the diversity of thought, political climate, the setting, and how that helps nurture a particular uh, group of students to be at that institution, that is a very, very important piece. And here at Antioch, one of the things that we do, which is very distinctive, is we have what's called the community governance piece. We have, of course, the, 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 the size, which is in our advantage right now over the next few years, but students have a firsthand opportunity to help provide significant input to the leadership of the college on how to manage the institution. Hmm. An example is, more recently, we had a vote on our campus. All of the students were gathered, as well as administrators and faculty. Mm -hmm. We meet we meet once every two weeks on a Wednesday, and we discussed issues such as, should we have a vending machine on our campus? Is mm. having a vending machine necessarily a sustainable choice from a human and environmental wellness perspective? Should yeah. we, should the college be only, we talk about the usage of energy that a vending machine, you know, to cool and, to cool and heat the candy mm -hmm. bars and the sodas in the vending machine? What does it promote as far as healthful eating? to have a Snickers right. bar and, and, and a Diet Coke in that vending huh. machine. So wow. most students were absolutely aware that, yes, to have those nice creature comforts of a Snickers bar and a Diet Coke are nice to have, but they felt that it would just be just as efficient and perhaps far more sustainable to have the students walk a few blocks to a gas station nearby in town as opposed to the college be the one to place it in the residence hall. So that was <laughs> voted upon and the college administrators acted upon it. It was democracy wow. come to action, and it was exemplifying of what the Antioch community is about. Hmm. You know, you touched on a couple of things that I want to um, have you further elaborate on. One is you talked about students living together. If you can talk about residential life, because that is a huge part of what a campus culture you know, is like and how it's um, reflected in terms of, you know, having a roommate or not, et cetera. And then secondly, you talked about the Yellow Springs community. And so I wanted to get a sense for just how you're engaging the Yellow Springs community in the growth and visibility of Antioch College. Ab absolutely. Boy, those things are so connected. They're so intertwined. It's hard to separate mm -hmm. one from the other, especially considering how the college back in this startup mode, we needed to count on significant assistance from the from the villagers, as we call them here, the folks from the Yellow Springs area. And uh, what we did was, I'm going to you know, answer the second part of your question first. What we did is what we counted on a, a lot of alumni as well as village volunteers to help welcome these students on campus. So that's the mm. easy one. To help host community dinners around the village to help students become more aware of the history and the culture and the climate around Yellow Springs. Again, this is all oh, wow. a very, very progressive community. And now mm -hmm. the next level of this relationship with the village, which is to help students get placed in volunteer opportunities as well as 
paid employment opportunities as they're going out into their first couple of internship and co-op opportunities here. So it's been a mm-hmm. gradual process uh, that we hope to keep capitalizing upon. And, of course, the, the community absolutely wants the college to keep thriving once we oh, are yeah. all – of course, it brings the richness, mm-hmm. it brings the diversity to life. Everybody loves having the, the students around, the, 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 the jovial ways in which college students carry themselves. It just brings a different level of energy to the restaurant to our coffee shops, to our storefronts. It is such a a wonderful feeling to be here when the students are around. As far as on campus, the community piece, residential life is also a very important thing as families are considering fit for their student. Here right now, of course, with Antioch, what we're trying to do is it's, it's trying to really bring about a model of sustainable living. And sustainable living, it's not... It doesn't, from an Antioch experience, it doesn't just mean sustainable in the sense of are we recycling. No, it doesn't just mean that, which is goes probably goes without saying. But it means something like let's really talk about the importance of understanding your neighbor, not necessarily agreeing with everything that they say, but understanding, mm-hmm. you know, trying to really understand where a person is coming from. So we have several right. workshops and colloquies in which students are thrust in situations to move them out of their comfort zone a little bit, to understand mm-hmm. what it's like. And, again, keep in mind a lot of this is done with the with the expectation that in two or three years' time they will be going on a couple of trips internationally to explore their international co-op experience. That's one thing. And then there's the things that you can do on the that we are doing on the fun side as well. To have Mm -hmm. students but to have students be the one to lead those kinds of activities. Again, size is in our favor right now where we have students bring their own sets of skills and abilities and they're Mm -hmm. the ones who are leading those kinds of activities. So we have a student here on campus, for example, he's from Colorado, and he does ironworks. So he was leading mm-hmm. a workshop, you know, an artistic, an art class, and one of the sessions was to, you know, to 3D sculpture, and his particular section right. was on right. ironworks. We have a student who is an avid distance runner, so she's got a little mm-hmm. bit of a cross-country club as well as she is organizing our ultimate Frisbee team. We have a student who is uh, doing uh, some some cardio and kettlebell classes, so three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. She's there at 7 o'clock in the morning helping, you know, lead yeah. the group of students as well as staff and faculty. I went there myself, mm-hmm. and I could not keep up with those 19-year-olds, I tell you what. Right. But uh, it was a, <laughs> it's a great, great opportunity for the students to be engaged in, uh, in the community life. Yeah. It's not just to be a participant, but to be a leader as well. Now, I don't. Um, I, ha- I am listening closely, but um, I don't know if I heard exactly what the residential life is like in terms of like where are they living? Do they have a, a oh, house that they're yeah. living in, or they, are they, they living do, with no, absolutely. you know and in I the community? They're actually those, living on campus. There. They are living okay. on campus. I apologize. There's a residence hall that is on campus, and uh, in fact, for this next year, as we will be greeting 75 students for this second year class. 
we mm-hmm. will be inaugurate we are we are refurbishing one of the historic residence halls on campus north hall and uh, so the student it is a residential experience for our students they are residing on campus with with the cafeterias and they're even part of the dining co-op experience that we have over here so they are residing on oh, campus okay. i'm sorry about that Okay, not a problem. <laughs> I was so at caught all. up on the experience well, that I thought, yes, of course, they're living on campus. <laughs> not a problem. I can hear the excitement and enthusiasm, and they have such a great um, leader in naming you there as Dean of Admissions. So, Cesar, this actually wraps up our show. So, I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us. And I want to just share with our listeners that they can. Reach us through radio at compasseducationstrategies.com. We have some great shows coming up in the upcoming weeks, and we'll continue to bring you information that's both strategic and practical for educational success. So please listen up as Bill will share with you how you can stay connected with us. Thank you.